Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi, I'm Alex Anders, and this is Bisexual Real Talk. And this week, I have a question that one of you guys sent in, and today, I'm going to answer it. The question says, hello. Well, hello. This is regarding my husband. He, we have been married for 15 years. For some time now, whenever I got to snoop around, I found out that he has been chatting with gay men. The chats are not dirty, nor is he having a relationship with them, which is clear from the conversations. In fact, he's shared our family pics with one of the guys. With one of them, they just exchanged photos of good-looking guys, fully dressed, and rated them. That was it. Last one I saw, my husband was asking him about his boyfriend and as if he, if he told his family. My husband told him that he was handsome and dashing and should find one soon. Not sure if this is just him showing appreciation for the same gender or not. I confronted him and he accepted that he was bisexual. He said that he has not met any of them and that they are just random strangers with whom he is acquainted. He got acquainted. How? I don't know. And he apologized uh, that his mind wandered and it was just out of curiosity since he felt lonely. And we'll get back to that in a second. He seems like he was bi-curious rather than bisexual and is confused, which he has always been. I told him that he can decide which path he wants to take and he said that he wants his family and that path is not what he wants or wanted and promised that he will not indulge in any conversations moving forward. Bottom line is that my husband is a loner who does not have friends to talk to or socialize with and who always likes to be appreciated. The way I am looking at it is that because of the loneliness, he probably started wandering. He says it all started when uh, we had our second child and I, um, because of health issues, was 100% focused on my kid. Our sex life is on and off, but we have our daily holding hands and cuddling, which is nice. Please keep me, please help me understand what is going on. I believe that it's not necessarily, not necessary that bisexuals actually seek to get activity actively involved. Thanks, S. That's a lot of email there. Um, but the first thing I want to do is talk about some of the things in here. So really important to point out, and you'll see why later in the conversation, is that uh, he said he was bisexual, and you said he seems like he's bicurious. Okay, so what would he be curious of exactly? Would he be curious of what it would be like to talk to a gay dude? Because he satisfied that after the first time, and he kept doing it. So just chalking it up to him being curious, or him saying that he's curious, that's not complete. The question is, what is he curious about? 
But I want to take this from a broader perspective because this is a very relatable issue for more than just bisexuals, just for people in general. And I thought I'd address both of them at the same time. Now, but first it's important to mention something that kind of is kind of hidden within this, which is a stereotype that bisexuals uh, cheat more often. Let me tell you right now, hells no. There's no evidence that says that bisexuals cheat any more than anyone else. Now, why is it there's a perception out there that bisexuals cheat more? It's because of the emotional resonance that happens when a bisexual cheats with someone of the same gender. Because you can hear stories all day long about someone cheating. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I said before. But when you hear that someone has cheated with the same gender, it's like, oh, Really? And that, of course, is an issue. Uh, and it also sticks in your brain more. So instead of remembering, like, every time you see a bird, when you see a really big bird that attacks you, you remember it more and you think, oh my god, these big birds, they're just happening everywhere now and they attack when you see them. So it's just a matter of the situation making it seem like Bisexuals cheat more simply because when it happens, it stands out in your more in your brain more because it's you know more shocking when someone cheats with someone of the same gender. So there's that. Now, um, why do people do things like this? And I'm just gonna say cheat, even though your husband is not cheating. I'm gonna say cheating. And this is a very universal thing, and it's very easy to understand. I've actually written a book about this, and I'll kind of reference the book later. So, when we meet someone for the first time, we become interested in them. We become engaged with them because of, well, whatever they're doing, there's something about them that triggers a chemical in our brain called dopamine. And it causes us to want to spend more time with them. So, we'll pursue them. We'll like be nervous about whether or not they're gonna call us back or whether or not we're gonna go out or how good the day's gonna be or are we gonna have sex or and uh, what's gonna feel like, oh my God, we're trying something different. Like there are all these new experiences that are happening, which is spiking the dopamine in our brain, which is getting us to be, to, to go after that person more and more. Now, as time goes on, that dopamine level drops. There's nothing, there doesn't have to be anything wrong with the person or the relationship. That's just what it is. If you eat vanilla ice cream all of your life and suddenly someone offers you chocolate, you might really enjoy vanilla, but the idea that you can have chocolate ice cream is just so much more exciting because it's different. Because we, as a human species, chase after difference. So, we get into a relationship and it's all exciting in the very beginning and then after a while routines happen, which is good because you can't have an exciting relationship from day to from the beginning to the end. That would just be exhausting. So routines happen and things get a little less exciting. And you kind of switch your what you want in a relationship from like the highs of dopamine to emotional support. That releases a different chemical in our brain called oxytocin. And that will keep us attached to something even beyond reason. So you can become attached to a house because of emotional resonance that it has. Like you could just not, you could just be never, like never have be able to think of another house the same way again because of the emotional resonance with it. So whereas dopamine is very exciting, um, the oxytocin, just draws you in more and holds you more tightly. So in a relationship, you want to switch from the dopamine that's being spiked to the oxytocin that's being spiked. And you want you want to like have a long-term relationship based on that. Now here's the thing. 
If, as your relationship goes on, you start having less emotional support from your partner, or your partner starts having less emotional support from you, then it's like, well, what's going on here, and is it worth it? Because, first of all, there's more exciting people out there, like there's, there's new people, and new is always more exciting. And I could go chase after someone new, and I could have new sex, and I could involve this stuff. And it would be okay if I were getting that other thing, that other chemical that made me feel so good, but now I'm not getting that other chemical from the emotional support, and it's not exciting. That will lower your resistance no matter who you are. Now, if you have a family and you get like dopamine spikes from having a family, then it'll probably keep you there. But if you know, you've had a contract with your partner, like an unspoken contract that this partner will do these things for you, and then they stop doing those things from you, and when they stop doing those things, all the good chemicals in your brain start going down, your resistance to searching out someone new is going to be significantly lower. That's the way it happens. And whether or not someone cheats is all determined on that. Whether they think they can get something more exciting and something new outside of you that will make them feel alive again. Alive in the way they felt about you in the beginning. Or maybe they never felt it about you at all and maybe it's just they want to feel alive for the first time. Who knows? But it's always about the chemical levels in your brain, whether or not they're being peaked, whether or not like they're enough to make you feel satisfied. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with someone being bisexual or whether, whether, whether they're heterosexual, whether they're gay or whatever else. That's just the way it works in life. That's the way it works for all of us. If there's something that keeps us there, then we're going to stay there. If, it, if there's nothing that keeps us there, then it's time to kind of consider whether or not I should move on to, you know, greener pastures sort of thing. That's the way it works. So, but you're asking very specifically about your husband and what I think is going on there. From what you described, I think that he very accurately described his feelings to you. In the email, you say um, that he said that it all started with your second child where you started focusing 100% on the second child and he started feeling lonely. What's happening there is what I kind of described. You guys seem to have an unspoken kind of agreement between you two. He's a loner, which means that he gets no emotional support from anyone else other than you. So and initially the relationship was exciting. There's a whole bunch of dopamine going on. Then it switched into this really strong emotional support sort of thing. But then you turned your attention to something that interests you, which was the health of your child, which is very reasonable. Of course it's very reasonable and probably very necessary. But the point is that you had your child to lock you in. You had your child to, and like the challenge of taking care of your child's health to spike your dopamine. So you were getting your kind of needs met in the situation, and I'm sure you would prefer not to have that happen. But the fact is that you had your attention completely focused because of the situation. And that was good for you. But that broke the un unspoken contract between the two of you because he has nothing else he can gain it from. He doesn't have other friends, as you described him as a loner. So what was he to do? Like, I'm sure he like didn't do it for a while and it just kind of built up and built up. And then, you know, the dopamine in your relationship naturally fell. And then you got distracted with your second child, which is very reasonable. But then he had no other resources. He had nothing else. So what is the most exciting thing for a bisexual? So if a person is heterosexual 
they are going to be attracted, like what's exciting to them, I'll use an analogy. Let's say someone likes vanilla ice cream. If someone likes vanilla ice cream and they eat Haagen-Dazs, that's what they do. That's their favorite ice cream. And they will always have vanilla Haagen-Dazs ice cream because it's really good. But they've had it for 15 years and they decide, you know what, they're gonna try something more exciting. They're gonna try Ben and Jerry's vanilla ice cream because they like vanilla ice cream and that's all they like. So of course, the only thing that switch is the brands. A bisexual is like a person who likes both chocolate and vanilla. So let's say you've been having vanilla ice cream, Haagen-Dazs vanilla ice cream for 15 years, and then uh, you decide um, that this isn't doing it for you anymore. You're not going to go for the Ben & Jerry's vanilla ice cream because it's kind of similar to what you already having. You're going to go for the thing that's the most exciting, the thing that's the most new, the thing that will spike your dopamine the most, which is the chocolate. So. When a bisexual has been in a relationship for a long time and they're not getting what they need, they tend to go after the thing that will be the most exciting. And in the case of your husband, what he found to be the most exciting would be the thing that he's never had, which is the experience of being with another guy in some way, not necessarily sexually, just some that thing, that kind of unspoken kind of taboo thing out there that was kind of thrilling and kind of like, oh, maybe I should try this. What would happen? I try this. I have no idea. This will be all new to me. Dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. And that is what he decided to do. So when your contract was broken between the two of you, he said, well, let me, I'm, I'm feeling dead inside. I need to find something exciting. What's the most exciting thing? This thing that I've never explored over here. So then he went and started chatting with gay men. That is the basis of what's going on there. And I'm sure you have other questions like, uh, it, what does this mean about our relationship? Will he always, like, will he now need these gay men? What he needs is to reconnect with you. That is what he needs. Hey, if your relationship was as exciting, as fulfilling, emotionally fulfilling as it was initially, he would never have done this. Now, it is impossible for that to be the case, but it is not impossible to rekindle that excitement. So, yeah, he might just stop chatting with gay men, which I'm sure is the only thing you care about, but really, he's going to have a desire to do something unless you reconnect with that contract of fulfilling him, you know, fulfilling his emotional needs. Now, you might decide that it might be helpful for you to encourage him to go out and explore, not sexually, but explore like friendships and stuff like that. The danger of any sort of situation like this is when it's in the dark. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. So if you give him permission to make friends who are bisexual, not sexually, you might find that he becomes happier simply because we all need to connect with someone and he has this part of himself and it's not just curiosity, he's bisexual. Um, he has this part of himself that he finds interesting exploring. You can, again, it's completely legit for you to say, nope, you cannot do anything sexually, but, you know, allowing a person to kind of discover who they are, finding new interesting things about themselves is something we all desire. And I'm sure you would hope that if the situation were reversed, that he would give you the same sort of permission. Again, not to cheat but simply to explore who he is in a more in-depth way. You do that, 
you do something so that you are either spiking his dopamine or you are again reinstating the emotional support that you guys once had and the kind of bonded you guys really close together and you will find that everything will maybe even be better than the way it was it's definitely for him if you do that it'll definitely be better for him but you might find that him being more happy allows for your relationship to be more happy in the long run so that is the answer to your question i hope that was helpful um and also you might have noticed that i added animation to the video let me know what you think. Um, I'm only able to do this because of my supporters on Patreon. I am using the money I get in Patreon. I thought before that I'd use it to do editing. <sighs> really, I'm gonna use it to do animation. It doesn't completely pay for the animation. So if you like the animation, you think this is something that would help other people and that you'd like to see more of and that you can do it at this time, um, please consider supporting me on Patreon. Another way of supporting the channel would be to check out some of my bisexual merchandise some of which is like the Powered By t-shirts I have on Teespring and on Amazon. The links are in uh, tech below. But more importantly right now, I have face masks in the bisexual theme colors. So I'm gonna do this right now. What do you think? Does it look good? I think it looks good. My own is arriving in the mail, so I don't have mine yet. But if you'd like to check out anything on Teespring, you can use the promo code staysafe 15 and get 15% off of anything on in my store. So please go ahead and do that. And uh, again, really, I'd love, let, um, love to find out what you thought about this video and about the animation. So um, send me a comment below. Until next video, stay cooler, my bisexual friends. Stay cooler. Bye. If you would like to support the podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romance audiobooks on iTunes, Audible, and Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can also check out my bisexual-themed socks and t-shirts on Teespring and Amazon by searching them for the company name Bisexual Real Talk. But the links for everything are in the description of this podcast. Please support the channel and check it out. Until next time, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.